Can you give us an update on your life and what it's like being a PhD student? So I guess you can explain to them what exactly yeah. you're doing <clears throat> at, at SPTF. Yeah, so um, basically I was here for five years. I was junior high pastor, then became a youth pastor when uh, Pastor Matt left, if you remember Pastor Matt. Um, so basically I was functioning as Pastor Kevin is right now, uh, prior to Pastor Kevin taking that role. Um, but kind of in the, that time frame, I just felt called by God to want to, to teach like in a Bible college or seminary. And I talked to some people and they said, well, if you really want to teach, you need to get your PhD. Um, so then I just started doing basic search and talking to people and, uh, Southern Seminary seemed like it was uh, the place to go to. Um, <clears throat> Pastor Hanley uh, finished his Doctor of Ministry at um, Southern Seminary, if you knew that or did not know that. Um, and uh, Pastor Terrence is working on his Doctor of Ministry also. Um, I think uh, last week they uh, announced his sabbatical. Maybe they announced it prior to that, but... Um, I think part of his sabbatical, I think this is what they said, that it would be him trying to finish up his doctor of ministry project. Um, so doctor of ministry and the uh, doctor of philosophy, the PhD, they're kind of similar, but they're different in the sense of doctor of ministry is a little bit more practical. Um, you're, you're kind of doing a project, if you will, to kind of implement in the church. Uh, the PhD is a little bit more uh, academic, I guess you might say. Um, you, you'll have people writing on like super obscure, like grammatical issues. You'll have them be writing about like, um, old, uh, believers, like scholars that you've never heard of before and you probably never will. Uh, I'm hoping that I would write something that is uh, beneficial for the church. Um, but basically I'm doing my PhD in old Testament, um, I've always loved the Old Testament. Uh, one of the reasons why I chose the Old Testament was because I think the Old Testament is very neglected. Um, when you talk to people, if they read any of their Bible at all, I bet you almost 10 out of 10 people would probably say that they've never read the Old Testament in its entirety. Most, most people. I, I shouldn't say 10 out of 10 because... I'm sure that's that's 100%. <laughs> so 9 out of 10 people probably have not read the whole Old Testament in its entirety. Now, if we're being honest here, I would probably say 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 too also have not read the whole New Testament in its entirety. Uh, and I don't say that to shame you. That's just a fact that I've come across. Uh, and that's an encouragement for you to read your Bibles. Um, you hear this probably at the church all the time read your Bibles. Uh, and, and why I say this too, it, it, it kind of comes in line to um, what we were just talking about. You know, you want to know the Bible is true. Read the whole thing so that you get the whole grand picture of, of the Bible. Um, but anyways, um, I wanted to do work in the Old Testament just because one, I always enjoyed reading it. And two, if I can make the Old Testament more understandable or exciting for someone, then that's, Kind of what excites me um, when I was teaching here and pastoring here. Uh, I, I, I wanted to teach in the New Testament. I wanted to teach in the Old Testament, but I wanted to make the Old Testament understandable. And uh, I wanted to make it exciting as possible. Uh, I wanted to show that it, it could be applied to our lives. And that's kind of why I want to do 
uh, a PhD in Old Testament. Um, so that's why we're in Louisville right now. Louisville's in uh, Kentucky. Uh, it's funny, sometimes people ask us, yeah, you're in Oklahoma, right? <laughs> you're in, uh, where are you, Tennessee? Uh, not everyone remembers where where we are, but that's okay. Um, it's Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we've been there for uh, about five years now. It's coming on the fifth year. Um, so uh, we've been there a while, um, just plugging away through the program, hopefully... Hopefully got less than two years left, but we'll see what happens. Um, in the course of our time there, uh, we've had two kids. Um, our oldest, Zachary, he's going to be four in October. And our youngest, Isaiah, uh, so two nice Old Testament names. Uh, our youngest, Isaiah, is uh, one and a half. Um, so two boys, uh, they keep us very occupied. Um, we're very tired, but we're... We're just uh, very blessed to have um, two, two fun uh, fun and just really happy and energetic boys. Um, um, so Beatrice and I, we, we moved there by ourselves. We drove across the country, uh, took like a, like a 10-day trip, just stopped by all these different places, saw some friends along the way, and then we've been in Louisville uh, ever since. Um, so it's been a journey for us. Um, and we're coming on the, the latter half of the journey. Um, but it's been good so far. Yeah. Um, God willing, if you become, you know, a professor and you're, and you're teaching, um, that, that's going to be your life, right? I mean, you're going to mm-hmm. bank your entire life on teaching the Bible yep. and, and people reading and understanding and training, I guess, pastors or, or, or future professors also, uh, how to do the same, mm-hmm. um, in our Sunday school class, we're learning about the doctrines of grace, uh, tulip, and we're also <coughs> going to do hermeneutics next semester. Hermeneutics is how to interpret the Bible, um, how to study the Bible, and then also proper application as well. Uh, but what what do those things have any? What do they have? Do they have anything to do <laughs> with with yeah. what you do? And are, is it important? And um, what what role do they have in your life? Yeah, so when you think about TULIP, um, I, I assume you guys know TULIP? We know T and U. You know T so and far. U, okay. Yeah. Um, so TULIP is basically, I think a way that you can think of it is kind of the lens by which you view scripture um, in, in, some, in some large perspective. Um, you're seeing these themes throughout scripture. As you've seen T, total depravity, you've seen U, what's U? Anybody? Unconditional blessing, good job. Uh, you're going to see this, you're going to see this, good job, Aaron, and John. You're going to see this through through your Bible. You're going to see these themes uh, emerge. L, uh, limited atonement. Uh, this is the one that is probably a little bit more debated about what people think of it. Uh, you'll get there when John or Aaron teach on that. Um, I, what's I? Anyone? Irresistible grace and P, perseverance of the saints. Good. Um, So all of these are prominent themes through the Bible, and they kind of give you a lens to really view a lot of what you're thinking about, and that really is hermeneutics. Um, So I think as I learn these truths, uh, especially when I was younger, it, it's helped me and informed me to how to think through scripture. 
and how to interpret scripture. Um, if you don't have like kind of like a basis or a standard, if you will, then sometimes it's hard to, to read through the Bible and to know why something is there. Um, so, for example, you could just be reading through the Old Testament. You're, let's say you're reading through Leviticus. You're reading about your fifth animal sacrifice that sounds like the same as the first four that came before that. Okay, if you read through the Leviticus, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Leviticus is hard to read through because you're reading it and you're like, why is this here? Why is this here? Why does it matter? I don't understand this. Now let's bring in our lens and let's think about this a little bit. Why do they have to sacrifice all these animals? Which which part of tulip comes into play here? Tulip, uh, uh, tea, total depravity. All these animals had to be slaughtered. All this blood needed to be shed because humans are dirty, rotten sinners. Um, And that's the fact of the reality. Um, and then you see um, the idea of atonement in some ways, as an animal is being sacrificed. Um, and you're seeing all these themes kind of coming into play. So it, it's, an important, it's an important basis to have. It's an important foundation to have. And I've, I've been able to use it and have this frame of understanding as I'm reading through my Bible, as I'm working through various issues, as I'm thinking through uh, problems or issues that I'm trying to uh, just think about or wrestle through, uh, these um, truths are helpful to give me kind of like a baseline of where I need to go and how I need to think through uh, the Bible. Now, I'm not like reading through my Bible all the time and, and writing P. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing that at all, but it just helps me to have some type of understanding so I can kind of direct my thoughts and think through scripture a little bit, um, a little bit more precisely, uh, if, if that's the right way to say it. Um, so that's why I think it's helpful to, to learn these things to, to kind of have that framework so that it helps you to have something uh, somewhat of a lens to help you think through and interpret scripture in a way that, that, that would be accurate, that would be consistent, and that could really be applicational. Um, so that's why it's, it, that's been important for me. Um, so the students know that I've been preaching in youth worship, uh, also during Sunday school. And so in a sense, Bible interpretation and application has never been more important to me. In, in, a, in a certain sense, I've never maybe spent more time doing this in such a in such a heavy way. I think um, Eugene actually gives me feedback on my sermons, so we've been emailing back and forth. Um, I want to know if there's anything that you can share with 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 the class um, advice for me as a preacher, yeah. but also for the students as they're listening to the sermons. And I think it, it needs to go both ways, right? Yeah. So if I can say that I was thinking about this a little bit, I've known Aaron now for uh, basically over 10 years, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is kind of a crazy thought. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, really, I've known John Ng basically the same, like yeah. over 10 years now. And um, I've seen them both, uh, I know Aaron asked this question, but I've seen them both in various contexts, uh, their friends, and they're, they're great teachers. And, and I know both of them care about you guys. 
Uh, I'm sure, and I hope you've seen that as they've been in class here with you. They care about your souls. Uh, they want to see you guys grow. Uh, they want to see you saved if you're not saved. They want to see you thrive and, and grow, be vibrant. Uh, they want to see that. Uh, and I know that because I've had conversations with them before. Um, uh, not as frequently as before, <clears throat> but you know, with Aaron a little bit more recently, we've had some more conversations just through email, text a little bit. And I know that he cares about you. Um, and I think that's what you see through his preaching. That's what I saw when I'm listening to some of his sermons. Uh, if you guys have listened to his sermons, um, I think, I think he thinks through things carefully and he uses scripture and he uses the Bible because he's trying to do something. He's trying to care for you guys and he's trying to point you to God. And, um, that's, that's, that's one of my favorite things about hearing, uh, your preaching is that I can hear that that care that you have behind what you're saying. Um, and part of that, I think I can see that in a different level just because I've known you for over 10 years. Um, but you can kind of just sometimes hear it in someone's voice when they really care about you and when they don't. Um, and uh, I think you can just think about that. Like think about some conversations that you have with people. So you can think of like someone that you've talked to before probably and you're like, this person doesn't care about anything that I'm saying. I don't know why I'm talking. Um, and you could have someone else that you see their, their eyes are locked on you and they care about everything that you're saying. Um, this guy cares about you. Um, and, and that's why he's worth listening to. Um, uh, I think um, he uses uh, and he tries to use good uh, application and he tries to meet you guys where you're at, at least from the little that I heard. Uh, he's trying to take on things like uh, things that just happen, you know, like a like a Bible drill or a speaker seminar or something. And he's talking about that and trying to uh, talk about retreat, like retreat just happened, and he's just talking about it in a sermon. So it's 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 thoughtful and it's helpful to connect. Um, so I would encourage you guys uh, listen to him, uh, listen to John, listen to whoever's up here. It's it's a hard thing to prepare a sermon. It's a hard thing to prepare uh, a Bible lesson. Uh, how many of you like doing presentations? Really, no. I thought maybe someone would raise their hand. Maybe no one just wants to raise their hand today. Uh, but it's kind of scary doing a presentation. It's kind of scary doing public speaking. Um, part of that, uh, I think I could say this because I'm Asian too. I think as Asian people, we're just kind of timid in some ways we're kind of scared of being in the limelight a lot of times uh so doing something like this is kind of freaky i i don't know what aaron thinks about it. are you scared every time you're preaching oh yeah yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Definitely. i was preaching for i mean here at scdc for five years even in my fifth year every time i do a sermon i just feel something i i'm like sitting there i'm thinking why did i agree to do this why am i here i'm terrified <laughs> uh to some level i have that um even in my tail end of, of pastoring here, just because it's scary, uh, pray for those that are, are going to be speaking, uh, even teaching in a Sunday school level. It's great that it's gone now, but, uh, you pray for, you pray for Hanley, you pray for Aaron, or you pray for me, uh, this morning. And I think that's uh, a worthy exercise to do. Don't just do it here. Do it at home. If you already know that Hanley's going to be preaching on Sunday, pray for him on, 
Friday. Pray for him on Monday as you're thinking about it, just because he needs those prayers. And um, I forgot what your question was. But, uh, no, just, just, but, uh, just advice. <laughs> they need to listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's 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 a hard task to do. Um, not everyone should do it because we're going to be judged in some ways for everything that we say. And that's a scary thing. Um, so that's why I know Aaron. He doesn't, he doesn't take what he does lightly. Um, he, he tells me, I don't know if you guys know this and hopefully you're okay with me sharing this. He, 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 um, he works with Pastor Hanley just to go through like his sermons. Hanley gives him feedback and, um, he does that before he preaches. Um, that shows you something, right? It shows you that he's trying to take the time to make sure that what he's saying is right. He's trying to take the time to make sure that what he's saying is true and it could be applicable for you guys. So he's taking that extra time to do all these things. Um, and that's just a, a little um, highlight, but I think that's important for you guys to know in terms of what he's doing. Um, I know Kevin and the other uh, pastors too. Um, when I was here, they used to do something called sermon prep, uh, which is basically at the tail end of a staff meeting they'll talk about everyone's sermon upcoming uh, for Sunday and they'll give feedback to each other. So there's a time that is that is being put in to think about what we're saying um, and to um, try to make it as, um, as relevant to you guys as possible. Um, so uh, he's doing that. Uh, he's doing that. Donnie, when he's doing Sunday school, I know... And honestly, sometimes, uh, I think I could say this too, sometimes we have to just throw something together on a Saturday night. <laughs> I mean, it's just reality. I mean, sometimes you have an assignment due on Tuesday. What are you doing? Sometimes it's Tuesday morning, <laughs> and you're just needing to throw something together as best as you can because maybe you're sick, maybe something happened in your family, maybe you're just too tired, and you just couldn't get to it. Sometimes that happens to us. Um, and... And that's okay. Uh, hopefully it's not something that happens with regularity, but it happens. Um, but I know, uh, I know these guys. I know all your teachers. They care about you guys. They don't have to be here. Uh, Aaron doesn't get paid to do this. John Ng doesn't get paid to do this. When I was here, I got paid to do this. So I had, I had to be here. I wanted to be here. But think about that. Um, how many hours a week do you work? Oh, uh, I mean, for my job, job, yeah. 40 hours. Yeah. Okay, how many hours do you put in church? I, I don't know. I don't count. I try not to count it. I feel like it'd be too much. It would, <laughs> it's, it's probably a lot. I know Aaron, uh, he does a lot. Uh, yeah. John, how, how often, how many hours do you work a week? Uh, I don't know. Like, for work? It, yeah, for work. Could be minimal, could be a lot. It okay. kind of depends. So it's all over the place, but they're working full-time, and then they're trying to prepare a lesson for you uh, on top of their, huh? That's okay. <laughs> Your work a lot allows that time, but that's okay. Uh, he's, he's doing it at work, and he could be doing something else, right? But he's doing that. Um, the, I had 40 hours in a week, if you, if you want to just say it's 40, and, and I could just do this, you know. They have to do 40 hours of their own work and then whatever else it takes to prepare 
a sermon. That's why I think Aaron will prepare a sermon like a month out or something if he can. Yeah, if I can, yeah. Because he has to, yeah. because he doesn't have the same amount of time. Um, but again, that's why I say these guys care about you guys um, because they're not, again, remember, they're not paid to do this. They want to be here because they care about you guys. They love you guys. Um, and that's why they're worth listening to. Um, sometimes it's hard to listen to a sermon because you've been in a class Monday through Friday listening to someone else talk at you. Uh, it's hard. Uh, you come to a Friday night, especially sometimes, and someone else is going to talk for like 30 minutes. You don't want to hear that sometimes. You just want to talk to your friends. You just want to play or do whatever. Um, but, I mean, do your part and just try and listen. See what the speaker, see what the teacher has to say. Um, because I know um, a lot of the staff has changed since I've been here, but it's the same every year. Everyone cares about you guys. Um, and um, they're putting in time and effort that they don't have to. Um, so be appreciative and say thank you sometimes. And more than that, like uh, how many of you have ever encouraged Aaron or John after they taught something? You don't have to raise your hands or anything. I don't think you're going to. But just think about it. Think about it, okay? And after today, you know, I'll have to go up to them and say, oh, thank you for the public. <laughs> but just from time to time, like, uh, and I try to think about this, too, especially during COVID, and I don't know how much time we have, especially during COVID, it was like a lonely time for pastors, I think, and teachers, just because, I mean, you, you were not all coming here at, at one point, I think, right? People were oh, yeah, it was online, yeah. It was all online. Just think about that. Pastors thrive on just people connection teachers thrive on having someone with you and that was not happening and that was hard uh how many of you have ever gone to pastor Hamley and say hey thank you for leading us through uh covid and just taking the time to to love on us um uh how many you know think about how, what aaron and john were doing just through this time too preparing lesson for you and just show some appreciation sometimes and more than just say thank you, don't, don't just say thank you. That's fine, too, if that's all you can say. But if something has impacted you in a certain way, then just tell them. Like, hey, man, you know that lesson that you taught? You know that, that sermon that you preached? You know when you talked about this applicational point? That really hit me. And I think I really need to do that. Can you pray for me? Um, hey, Aaron, remember you shared this point last week? Uh, I've been thinking about it, and I was able to do it. And I was able to talk to one of my friends because of what you said to me or what you said during that sermon. I'd imagine he's never heard anything like that before. Um, and he's not wanting that. As teachers, we're not wanting that. But it goes a long way. Um, the best comment that I ever heard in my uh, many years of ministry. So I had five years of pastoral ministry here. I was serving in ministry, different ministries prior to that context. Uh, best comment I ever heard from a student. Uh, what do you think that would be? You might think like, oh, um, I'm getting baptized. <laughs> or like, oh, God is like my savior and he saved me and done all these things, you know. You might think it's something along those lines. 
best comment I ever heard, most encouraging thing that I ever had in ministry, a kid in Sunday school, as I was teaching a lesson, he said, I never thought about that before. <laughs> That's the thing I take with me when I'm trying to encourage someone in ministry and what I'm trying to do, what I've been, what I had been trying to do was, it was that comment. Um, I never thought about that before. I think Aaron would be so encouraged if he, you came to him and said, you know what you were teaching on the doctrines of grace, told depravity? I never thought about that before. And I think that it's right. Uh, or even if he said, I don't think it's right, I think he would appreciate that comment just because it shows that you're thinking, it shows that you're engaged. Um, so I don't know if I'm asking your question. I'm just oh, trying to, I'm just trying to, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to highlight you guys as teachers because I know that you guys are doing a lot because I've been there before. Uh, I know these brothers in particular care about you guys a lot. And so they're worth listening to uh, and they're worth respecting they're worth your time to pray for and to check up on sometimes and just show them some encouragement and thank you sometimes. You don't have to do it every week, but just, you know, here and there, if you're too shy to talk to Aaron, uh, you're afraid of his mask or something, you know, write him a little letter. <laughs> write him an encouragement note. If you want it to be anonymous, that's cool. <laughs> you know, just, uh, just, just show your teacher some appreciation. Uh, and that, I think, goes a long way in in keeping someone in ministry and doing ministry a lot of a lot of teachers they get tired and they get burnt out and it's probably because they haven't received a lot of appreciation or feedback um and i know youth ministry children's ministry sometimes you're sitting in a class you ask a question and who answers the question nobody (laughs) uh sometimes you ask for a volunteer who volunteers nobody (laughs) you have to pick volunteers it's hard doing that sometimes. Sometimes you have these grand thoughts and you're like, oh, this application is going to be so good. This joke is going to be so funny. And then it's crickets. Nothing happens. And then you're like, did I say it right? <laughs> Was I unclear? And you're always just leaving thinking like, I just did terrible. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Um, so I, I think just uh, think about your teachers um, and you know, you you guys got two good ones here. I know them personally, so. Oh, thanks, man. I didn't expect that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really, like, totally shared my full heart with the students. I think they got a glimpse of it maybe when we talked about adoption last week. But, um, yeah, I, I will. It's true. I do care about them a lot. And, um, you know, I think, I think I do know that I'm new at preaching. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I do believe that it's not necessarily the preacher, but it's always, you know, God's word. Um, that does the work, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, that that is my prayer for them that they would that they would know God uh, mm-hmm. and, and through His Word and uh, be saved by Jesus. So that that's that's what I care about, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to make it all about me, and so um, I want to ask you since you have some distance now between you and FCBC Walnut, um, you know what 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 kind of uh, what kind of thoughts have you had about our church since you've been away? I mean, you're not in the thick of it right now. You know, you can step back and take a look at our church, kind of big picture. How do you see our, how do you feel about that? Yeah, to, to be honest, um, through the years that we've been away, at times, Beerships and I, we've just kind of thought about some of the things that have been going on here. And we've been kind of jealous <laughs> in terms of like, like, man, we wish that was here when we were here. Um, you think about some of the ministries 
that have been developed or are in development. Uh, you think about like uh, counseling type ministries and opportunities and things that are going on. Uh, not that it wasn't happening when I was here, but it wasn't as on the map as I think it is now um, in some ways. Um, you think about like uh, the FCBC Walnut Women. Yeah, the, the women podcast. The, the women podcast. Um, I think they've been probably wanting to do something like that for a while. And it just, there was no one to kind of spearhead it and no one that had enough time to do it. But it's so cool that it's available now. Even just all the the other podcasts that are available. Uh, I know Aaron and the team, they're doing a good job of just trying to provide resources for you guys so that you can listen to things, so that you can learn things. And uh, that one, that wasn't always as fully developed as I was here. And then just looking at it like, man, that would have been nice. <laughs> um, I was I was surprised um, that the, the new building happened. Uh, I thought we were going to finish and come back and nothing would be built. Um, that's just my little faith, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but, um, I mean, you got you guys got a beautiful new building, uh, more meeting space for ministry to happen. Um, and we were also jealous about that. Um, so I think it's been encouraging to hear about um, all of the, the positive progress that's been happening, uh, all of the developments. Um, uh, I think that's that's been really cool to see. Um, those are things that we had prayed for before. And it's just cool to see God moving to allow those things to happen, to bring them to fruition. Um, so I think that's been cool. I mean, the, the church is heading in a good direction, I think. And it was before, too. But it's just moving along, I think, at a good pace and making a great impact. And um, I think that's just been that's just been really cool to see uh, for us. So. Um, all right, man. Last question. Then, how can we pray for you? And then, and I will pray for you. And then we'll oh, we'll you. close our talks. Uh, you could pray for us. Pray for me, <clears throat> in particular. Just uh, pray that I would lead my family well. Um, it's hard to balance life and everything that's going on, um, especially studies, just home life, and I work part-time. Um, so it's just hard to balance all that. So pray that in the midst of all that, that I would just do a good job of leading my family. Um, pray that I would have uh, endurance and clarity to finish my dissertation, because um, that's a big task ahead. Um, uh, pray uh, for us as parents um, that we would just be able to have wisdom to take care of our boys. Um, we don't we don't know what we're doing all the time. Uh, I think part of that is parenthood. Um, God willing, when you become parents one day, you'll be able to see also that you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> and you just need a lot of prayer, uh, and you just need a lot of help from people. Um, and uh, you could pray for us in that. Um, uh, yeah, I think those are some of the main things. Yeah, all right, guys. Well, Eugene, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. It's fair, everybody.